Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you, Jem. Let's pray. Father, we, as we sung uh, just now, your love is like the wildest ocean. We thank you for your great love for us. And we thank you how we see your son um, at work in this encounter with Zacchaeus and how you are at work in encounters with each one of us. And we pray now, would you come by your spirit and speak to us from your words, make us more like Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, good evening, everybody. As Jonathan introduced, we are making our way through um, a series looking at following Jesus in Luke's gospel. Um, Jonathan kicked us off a few weeks ago looking at Jesus' baptism and you know how all of Jesus' ministry flowed from the love of the Father and the power of the Spirit. We looked at following Jesus in prayer. Last week at our baptism service, uh, Evan preached on grace, you know, the grace that Jesus came to offer us. And tonight we're looking at friendship through the passage that we heard read, Zacchaeus and his meeting, his, uh, his meeting of the befriending of Jesus. And I want to look mostly at being a friend of Jesus. What does it mean to be a friend of Jesus? But flowing from that, want to apply it at the end to think, okay, how can we be friends like Jesus? Being a friend of Jesus to be a friend like Jesus in each of our lives. Now, in terms of friendship, we, we live at a time in history where we've never had so many friends, but it seems like we've never had so few friendships. Uh, I've got a slide here. Here is a um, a map of the world that was produced by Facebook back in 2017, and it shows every that kind of Facebook friend connection across the world, and you can see you know, different parts of the world are kind of lighter if they've got more connections, um, and the connections go all over the world. And there's a sense in which we've never been more connected to other human beings in such numbers, in such volume before, at any time in history. And yet, we all know the, the sense that societies, particularly in the West, seem increasingly to be divided, separate. We struggle with a, um, an epidemic of loneliness 
Uh, and we struggle to connect with people, particularly those who think differently to us. And the truth is that we really struggle with friendship. And part of that is brought on by two years of pandemic. You know, we've been doing less. We've been seeing fewer people. We've been meeting fewer new people. We've, many of us have been working from home, spending a lot more time alone uh, than we used to. And some of us, even now, continue to be cautious. Perhaps we you know, have our own health issues or our loved ones um, are vulnerable. Um, and so we struggle to connect with others. Um, and perhaps you've moved to a new place or your circumstances have changed. I know that's true for me. About seven months ago, Holly and I moved to Leamington Spa to start the curacy in the heights or during um, the pandemic. You know, maybe you're perhaps in your first or second year at uni and you're only now just having in-person lectures. Um, you know, perhaps you've joined a new job, your circumstances have changed, another reason, but things have shifted, and yet because of the place we're in, it's harder to connect and make friendships. And as well as that, you know, we live in an increasingly polarized culture. You, know, you only have to look at discussions over politics or COVID policy or ethical issues. We really struggle, don't we, to engage kind of charitably and generously, or even at all, with people who uh, have different views to us who we disagree with. And of course we have the whole danger that's well documented of echo chambers, particularly on social media, where we just get reflected back to us. People like us, people who think like us, who talk like us. And I think as well as all this, there's just a general Britishness that I think particularly, I don't know, particularly for men it seems, we really struggle to kind of connect and make friendships. So that's where we're at as a society. But what does the Bible have to say about friendship? Well, in Proverbs, uh, we read this. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. What would it be like for this kind of friendship to be a major feature of our lives, of your life, of my life? One that you know, we experience receiving ourselves and one that we give out to others as well, even as the culture around us increasingly struggles with the concept of friendship. And in our Bible passage tonight, the tax collector, notorious tax collector Zacchaeus, meets Jesus and he experiences friendship. That true friendship with Jesus, the one who sticks closer than a brother, the one whom the, the writer of that proverb in the Old Testament prophetically looked forward to. You know, friendship with none other than God himself, the one who's the author of love and companionship and relationship. And Zacchaeus' life is never the same again. You know, he's completely transformed by friendship with Jesus. And we too can encounter that and be transformed by that friendship, even tonight. And so we're going to look at what being a friend of Jesus uh, is, and then go on to just touch on, okay, how do we apply this? How can we be a friend like Jesus? And it seems this is a timely moment as we kind of go into events week, um, as we begin to emerge from COVID, to see how this kind of friendship might be part of each of our lives. And you know, you might have been a Christian for a long time, you might have been a Christian for a short time, you, you might not call yourself a Christian at all, but the beauty of relationship with the transcendent God is that there's always more. There's always more, a deeper level of friendship that we can know. 
So the first thing about being a friend of Jesus that we see in this passage is that Jesus seeks us first. In verse 3, Zacchaeus, so Zacchaeus, he thought he was the one who was seeking Jesus, didn't he? He said, it says, um, Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was, but really it was Jesus who was seeking him. And we kind of come full circle towards the end of the passage and we discover that. Now, the Greek word that's used here is zeteo, which means to seek or to find out. And that's what's used here when it says Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. He was seeking for Jesus. He'd heard of Jesus. He was drawn to him. You know, he'd, he wanted to see him, maybe to, to hear him in action. And uh, because he's small, he runs ahead of the way Jesus is coming and uh, climbs up that tree, doesn't he? And I think it's not only because he was a short man and couldn't see over the heads of others, but also um, he was an outsider. He, he wasn't someone who uh, others were friends of. He was ostracized, and so the way he dealt with that was to, to, to climb up by himself and get a better uh, vantage point. And I also wonder, I don't know whether he goes up the tree partly because he also wants to kind of keep a bit of a distance between him and Jesus, you know, a bit like how if you go to a magic show, you might not sit in the front row in case, you know, you get volunteered to get sawn in half or something on the stage, you know. Um, we don't know, but uh, I wonder if that was kind of going on there as well. But as the encounter is played out, and as we heard read, the story goes on. You know, we, we realize actually Zacchaeus isn't the instigator at all here, is he? It's Jesus who's in control all the way through. And first, the first thing Jesus does, as soon as he gets to the place where Zacchaeus is, is he closes the distance between them. So he immediately sees Zacchaeus and tells him, come down from the tree, come down straight away, immediately. And just as fast as Zacchaeus had run up the tree, Jesus makes him come down, come onto his level to be face to face with him. And secondly, at the end of the passage, verse 10, that Greek word, zeteo, comes up again. When Jesus says, the Son of Man, that's Jesus, came to seek and save the lost. So whereas Zacchaeus thought he was seeking Jesus, actually it was Jesus who was seeking him with friendship. And you know, the same is true for us today. You know, last week, Evan preached to us from uh, Luke chapter 15, the story of the prodigal son, the two lost sons. And you know, um, he spoke about how God is always postured towards us, always comes and moves towards us to meet us. You know, the younger son, he, who had renounced his family, comes home, and the father sees him and runs to him and restores him straight away. And the older son, you know, struggling with bitterness at how his brother had been reconciled, he refuses to go into the party that the father has thrown for his brother. And the father comes out to him. God comes to him and pleads with him and uh, seeks to restore him as well. And I wonder if, if you're in a place tonight where you're feeling, perhaps you feel a bit like Zacchaeus. You know, you want to, to see who Jesus is or see more of who he is or revisit the claims of Jesus. Then uh, we've already shown the video of Alpha. I'd love to invite you to come to Alpha. If you know someone um, who you'd love to introduce to Jesus, to get to know him better, why not invite them on Alpha? It starts this week.
God is already seeking each one of us. So Jesus makes the first move. He seeks us. Secondly, Jesus is a friend of sinners. Now, Jesus was often referred to as the friend of sinners. Um, And actually, it comes from an insult which was leveled at him earlier in Luke's gospel. So Luke chapter 7, Jesus is kind of responding to, um, to these insults. And he says, For John the Baptist came, neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say he has a demon. The Son of Man, that's Jesus, came eating and drinking. And you say, here is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. See, Jesus' choice of company with those who weren't living a righteous life was really unpopular with a lot of people, and particularly those who were uh, religious authorities of the day, the Pharisees and the scribes. And in our passage tonight, Jesus is totally at it again, isn't he? You know, of all the crowd of people who've come to see him in Jericho, the city of Jericho, uh, Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector, is the one that he goes and stays with and has hospitality with and shares bread with. And we're told that Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. Now, ordinary tax collectors were bad enough. You know, they were bad people. They were Jewish men who worked with the Roman occupation um, to forcibly collect tax money, which was then spent on supporting the godless Roman Empire. These were bad people. And what's worse, tax collectors routinely would charge extra and keep it for themselves. So you know, they're not only traitors to their people, but they're also extortionists. And what's even worse for Zacchaeus is he's not even a regular tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. So basically, he's like running the show in his city. Um, he's basically like the equivalent of a gangster mob boss. You know, he's, he's not just a pawn um, in the system. He's, like a, uh, he's running the show. He's calling the shots. And it's this person that Jesus goes to, to spend time with, to extend friendship to. You can kind of understand why the reaction was, what is going on, you know? Why is this happening? Doesn't Jesus know who this man is? The thing is, the offer of friendship from Jesus, it doesn't depend on what we've done or how well we seem to have it together or what our circumstances are or what's happened in our past. It's for you and it's for me. It's available for us tonight, even now, just as it was for Zacchaeus 2,000 years ago. But here's the thing. Jesus was a friend of sinners, yes, but he's not a friend of sin. That's a good distinction we need to make. He's not going to celebrate or turn a blind eye to the things in our lives that aren't good in God's sight. And so, you know, when the Pharisees call Jesus a glutton and a drunkard, friend of tax collectors and sinners, they're half right. You know, he was a friend of those Uh, who knew that they were sinners, who knew that they didn't have it all together. But he wasn't a glutton or a drunkard. That bit wasn't true. He's a friend who doesn't just go along with uh, what those he befriends are doing. Um, Here's a quote from an article which I read um, preparing for this talk um, this week. I thought just puts it so well. Jesus was a friend of sinners not because he winked at sin, ignored sin, or enjoyed light-hearted revelry with those engaged in immorality. 
Jesus was a friend of sinners in that he came to save sinners and was very pleased to welcome sinners who were open to the gospel, who were sorry for their sins and on their way to putting their faith in him. You see, friendship with Jesus is a redemptive one. It's open to all of us, and yet the purpose of it is to save us and to help us. And it's so, that's so much so that, you know, Jesus went to the cross for us, for you and for me. You know, he died for you. He took the sins of humanity on himself so that you could have friendship with God. It cost him everything. And he did it for you. He did it for me as part of his offer of friendship to us. That if we trust him, if we follow him, he might save us. That's amazing. And so to be a friend of Jesus is to know the friend of sinners, you know, the one who befriends the marginalized, the ostracized, the ones who are lost, ones who are sinful, ones like each of us. And he brings them home. Thirdly, Jesus' friendship leads to response, and we totally see this with Zacchaeus. You can't receive the friendship of Jesus and be unmoved. The redemptive friendship of Jesus changes us. It changes Zacchaeus, and it's going to change you and me as we live life as friends of Jesus. In verse 8, we read, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor. If I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay them back four times the amount. You know, something profound has shifted in Zacchaeus' soul in response to his meeting uh, with Jesus. The first thing is he recognizes Jesus as Lord. He began by wanting just to know who this person Jesus was, but now he recognizes him as the Lord, you know, the, so much more than just a human teacher or miracle worker. This is God's Son who sets us free from our sins, the Lord Jesus. And secondly, his, his heart just opens up in generosity, doesn't it? In an instant, he goes from taking advantage of others to providing for them. You know, he who inflicted debt, financial debt, on many people. Now he has his own spiritual debt kind of cancelled by Jesus and his heart just overflows. The only thing he can do is to just mirror that in his own life. Now we, don't, we never hear of Zacchaeus again. So there's a kind of question of like, what happened? What happened next? Did he remain a tax collector? Maybe, but I don't think so. Did he stay in Jericho? Possibly. But my hunch is that Zacchaeus followed Jesus. My, my hunch is he left everything and went to be with Jesus. Now, just across the page, if you are following along in your Bibles, just across the page, back in chapter 18, we had the rich young ruler, which is where a, a, a young rich man approaches Jesus and he's really seeking to, to do the right thing. He says, how can I inherit eternal life? I've kept all the commandments all, all my days. Jesus says, there's one thing that you lack. Give away everything. Sell all your possessions. Give to the poor and come and follow me. And it's, he, he can't do that. He can't take that final step. And Jesus says to his disciples, look, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle 
than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. It's so, so difficult, if not impossible. But Zacchaeus is like the opposite of the rich young ruler. He is the rich man who gets through the eye of the needle. He gives away everything to the poor and follow Jesus. Half he just gives away straight away, and the other half he uses to, uh, as restitution to give back to those he had cheated. So how about us? You know, those of us who've experienced the friendship and the kindness of Jesus, even tonight, you know, what's our response? I want to tell you the story of um, a man uh, who I knew in Oxford who has an incredible testimony of um, the friendship of Jesus, just meeting Jesus in the, the lowest place and com- being completely transformed. And his name's Tom. Um, he's an elderly gentleman now, an uh, American guy. and um, He's one of the gentlest, kindest, most generous Christians that I know. But as a young man, he was in a really bad way. Um, as a teenager, he... Um, he was uh, living in, um, in America at the time of desegregation, and he got, just got caught up um, in, in racist ideology, white supremacy, anti-Semitism. He joined the Ku Klux Klan, and uh, he was a, a violent terrorist. He was a member of the White Knights of the KKK, um, did some terrible things, and ended up in solitary confinement in prison. And it was there that he met Jesus, uh, in the pages of the New Testament. And I wonder, if, you, if, you're, if you'd like to deepen your friendship with Jesus or you might feel a bit estranged from the Lord, I would really encourage you to read the Gospels and meet him there. Why not read Luke's Gospel as we make our way around it this term in the evening service? Um, he actually recently published his story um, in a book, which got a slide, Consumed by Hate, Redeemed by Love. Uh, by Tom Tarrant. Um, and, you know, his life is just this embodiment of complete transformation by the friendship of Jesus. And, you know, we might not have as extreme a background of that, but just know that Jesus longs for, for this redemptive friendship to, to have a deep impact on your life and my life just as much as Tom's. So we've considered what the friendship of Jesus is and how it impacted Zacchaeus' life, how it impacts our life. Just before I finish, I'd like to just briefly suggest three ways that each of us can be a friend of Jesus. And all of this comes, a friend like Jesus, all of this comes from being a friend of him. First, take the initiative. You know, Jesus seeks us first and he offers us friendship with God. And then he sends us out to share it with others. So let's not hold on to that gift to ourselves that's meant to be shared with others, those around us. You see, friendship is a gift. It's a gift that we can give out. You know, who might Jesus be sending you out to? At work, on campus, in your neighborhood, in church, maybe even in your family. Take the initiative. Second, go to the margins. Jesus went to those on the edge, you know, those who didn't have friends, those like Zacchaeus. People like this tax collector, he was so unlikable, so unworthy of friendship, lonely, ostracized, and Jesus made a beeline for him. I think this is a particular challenge for us at this 
kind of moment in time when we've been, many of us have been in survival mode uh, for the last two years during this pandemic. And I just want to challenge all of us, and myself very much included, just to raise our heads and to look with the eyes of Jesus in our settings, just to ask, where, Lord, can I offer friendship on the margins? Where can I be sent by you to be a friend? And then third, point to the true friend who is Jesus. We don't do any of this, you know, from our own resources or energy or charm. Here's a slide of a piece of art. John the Baptist um, is often uh, depicted in art as pointing to Jesus. So, so John is on the, on the right-hand side there in the red, and you can see he's pointing um, to Jesus. You know, John the Baptist was all about announcing Jesus and, and his identity. You know, he said, he must increase and I must decrease. And what I love about this particular portrayal um, of John and Jesus is that they're doing this. John is pointing to Jesus from a place next to him, you know, close to him, within reach of him, from a place of friendship. And this is what we're called to do as friends of Jesus, to stand alongside him and to point to him. You know, this is not about like turning our friendships into evangelistic projects, but it's just about sharing the life that we found with those around us, that they too might know friendship with him. So we come back to... Um, the proverb, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. May we know this in our lives through friendship with Jesus, and may we share it with others in his name. Amen. I'd just like to close uh, in prayer. Um, and just have a time really to perhaps to just to be aware of if there's something perhaps the Lord might be putting on our hearts, your hearts, um, about friendship with him or friendship like him, what he might want to be saying to you, someone to direct you to um, this week and in this coming season. Father God, we, we do thank you for the friendship that we have with you, with Jesus. Thank you that he came to seek and to save the lost. And Lord, um, those of us who perhaps want to receive that friendship, perhaps we've never quite really received the friendship of Jesus, or we want to renew that friendship with him, would you come and Meet with us now. Fill us with your spirit now. Um, and we pray too, Lord, that you would fill us, give us the gift of friendship to give out to others as friends of you. And just before the service, uh, as we were praying, I had a picture of um, a table with an empty seat, empty place at the table. Um, I just wonder if there's someone the Lord has for you to invite to come and join the table, come and join community and uh, relationship with God. 
So Lord, if there's someone or, uh, or some people who you're calling us to, to, to give out the gift of friendship, would you put them on our hearts now? And would you fill us with your spirit to reach out in friendship, to point to you, Lord, from a place beside you?